Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I'm grateful you're here and we're about to start into John 18 where it's actually Jesus's arrest and his time before Pilate. What's interesting is there's not a lot, uh, there aren't a lot of sermons here. It's a, to me, it's a pretty critical event, but you don't have a lot of writings from um, Spurgeon, a lot of, of sermons on this particular chapter. And there's really not a lot there from, there's nothing in there actually from Tozer. So it just seems interesting to me, but, but it also is pretty f- fast through all of the events that happen there. And John covers it very quickly. And a lot of, say, Mark and Luke, they cover it much more slowly in greater detail. So that might be why those are what they, you know, the, the where the, a lot of the sermons are from. But before we get started, let's open with prayer. Father God, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done. Thank you for being with us. And I lift up this time now for your for us to read your word. And I ask that you would be the one that we hear, that you would be the one guiding us, that Holy Spirit, you would speak to us and that our spirits would understand and hear. I just pray that you'd be honored and glorified and that this would strengthen us as your children and give us the ability to serve you more fully. It's in Jesus name I pray. Amen. So I'm going to real quick just read what little bit a little bit of what Spurgeon does say about John 18 verse 1. He says when Jesus had spoken these words he went forth with his disciples over the brook Kidron. A dark foul brook through which flowed the blood and refuse of the temple. King David crossed that brook one night in bitter sorrow, and now the Savior crossed it when it was near to midnight. He went forth with his disciples over the the brook Kidron. He then also points out in uh, verse 2, where verse 2, it says, Where was a garden into which he entered and his disciples? And Judas also, which betrayed him, knew the place. For Jesus oftentimes resorted there with his disciples. Our Lord went there to pray, and Judas knew that this was his custom. Are we such men and women of prayer that others know where we pray? Have you some familiar place where you go to meet your Lord? I'm afraid that many know where we trade, and many know where we preach, but perhaps few know where we pray. God grant that we may be often at the mercy seat, we would be better men and women if we were more frequently at the throne of grace. So really, I, I share that with you because it's a conviction of myself. People know what I do for work. They know what I do for hobbies. Heck, they know where I, I like to go if I want to hang out somewhere. But do they know where I pray? Do they know that I pray? Really, that's my question. Do they even know that I'm a Christian, that I live for God? Is my life demonstrating that? And that's what really convicted me this morning as I was reading. And I really do pray that I demonstrate God's love. But I think back on some days recently where I didn't. In fact, I def- definitely know I didn't. I didn't love 
people, regardless if I was justified, they're being a certain way, mean, irritating, obnoxious, whatever. It doesn't justify the fact I didn't see them as God sees them, see the pain that they were in, and that's why they were behaving such. And that that really saddens me, and I, I just pray that I would stop being such a knucklehead. So anyways, with that, let's go ahead and get started in verse chapter 18, verse 1. When he had finished praying, Jesus left with his disciples and crossed the Kidron Valley. On the other side, there was a garden, and he and his disciples went into it. Again, I think it's interesting Jesus didn't have a house to go to. He didn't have a home. Now, there is a piece here that is a little bit uh, important or sheds a little more light. It was the beginning of, of the Passover, and you weren't supposed to leave Jerusalem, the city proper, so he could have gone to a place more uh, comfortable for him, but that would have required leaving the city. And so instead, he went to the place where he, he, con- re- he where he prayed consistently and hung out. But again, it was outside; it was a garden. Verse two. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden, guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the chief priest and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus, knowing knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, What is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, said Jesus. And Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Now, what's interesting is I've never noticed that. I've never noticed that statement. They fell back and fell to the ground. To me, it's just interesting. I don't get it. Um, did they do it out of because of his power? Was it voluntary or involuntary? If it's voluntary, then it's even more incredible. Again, he asked them, who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they said. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. If you are looking for me, then let these men go. Meaning his disciples who were with him. Because again, he loves his people. This happened so that the words he had spoken would would be fulfilled. I have not lost one of those you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant, cutting off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. Jesus commanded Peter, put your sword away. Shall I not drink the cup the Father has given me? And being a disciple, wouldn't he realize that Jesus could bring down the forces of heaven? But he, being Peter, reacted and cut the guy's ear off. Then the detachments of soldiers with its commander and the Jewish officials arrested Jesus. They bound him and brought him first to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, the high priest that year. Caiaphas was the one who had advised the Jewish leaders that it would be good if one man died for the people. Simon Peter and another disciple were following Jesus. Because this disciple was known to the high priest, he went with Jesus into the high priest's courtyard. But Peter had to wait outside at the door. The other disciple who was known to the high priest came back, spoke to the servant girl on duty, and brought Peter in. 
You aren't one of these man's disciples too, are you? She asked Peter. He replied, I am not. It was cold and the servants and officials stood around a fire they had made to keep warm. Peter also was standing with them, warming himself. Meanwhile, the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teachings. I have spoken openly to the world, Jesus replied. I always taught in the synagogues or at the temple where all the Jews came together. I said nothing in secret. Why question me? Ask those who heard me. Surely they know what I said. When Jesus said this, one of the officials nearby slapped him in the face. Is that the way you answer the high priest, he demanded? If I said something wrong, Jesus replied, testify as to what is wrong. But if I spoke the truth, why do you strike me? Then Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Meanwhile, Simon Peter was still standing there warming himself. So they asked him, You aren't one of his disciples too, are you? He denied it, saying, I am not. So here's Peter who pulled out the sword, cut the dude's ear off. Prior to that, it said he had never denied the Lord. And here's a second denial. I ask myself all the time, do I deny that I'm a follower? Do I say with, with actions that I am his follower? One of the high priest's servants, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, challenged him. Didn't I see you with him in the garden? Again, Peter denied it, and at that moment, a rooster began to crow. Then the Jew Jewish leaders took Jesus to Caiaphas, to the palace of the Roman governor, or from Caiaphas to the palace of the Roman governor. But by now it was early morning, and to avoid ceremonial uncleanliness, they did not enter the palace because they wanted to be able to eat the Passover. So Pilate came out to them and asked, What charges are you bringing against this man? If he were not a criminal, they replied, we would not have handed him over to you. Well, that doesn't sound like innocent until proven guilty, right? Pilate said, Take him yourselves and judge him by your own law. But we have no right to execute anyone, they objected, which they didn't, only... The Romans could, within Rome, Roman territories, could be the ones who executed. This took place to fulfill what Jesus had said about the kind of death he was going to die. Pilate went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea, Jesus asked, or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate replied, Your own people and chief priests handed you over to me. What is it you have done? Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jewish leaders. But now my kingdom is from, from another place. You are a king then, replied, replied Pilate. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. What is truth? retorted Pilate. With this he went out again to the Jews, gathered there, and said, I find no basis for a charge against him. But it is your custom for me to release to you one prisoner at the time of the Passover. Do you want me to release the king of the Jews? They shouted back, No, not him. Give us Barabbas. Now Barabbas had taken part in an uprising. So we'll then go on to 19 tomorrow and 
really it's interesting because i always thought pilot was kind of a bad guy which he was but it and he is portrayed and he's said it looks like he's trying to get out of crucifying christ because he didn't know any wrong that he had done but with that said let's just go ahead and wrap up with a word of prayer father thank you for your word i just pray your holy spirit would would continue to grow us and grow your word in us that you would live within us and that you would help us to understand what's right i pray we would live so that people know we're yours I pray we'd love others as you love them. That as you thought about the release and safety of your disciples before yourself, I pray we would think about others and put them before us. I just pray, Father, as we go about our journey, that we would continue to focus on you, that our hearts, our minds, and our spirits would grow much closer to you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day.